Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Uh, same kind of noise I made at the start of last week's one. Um, again, another terrible performance, another awful result um, at home to Wolves. I'd like to start the podcast by saying... Um, that I, I, I'm sure we all, I'm sure we all agree that sending our best wishes to Raul Jimenez um, after that sickening clash of heads there in the first half. I understand he's had a surgery to a fractured skull today, um, and that he says he, uh, the doctors and nurses are saying that he's comfortable, um, awake and aware. So hopefully he makes a full recovery and we see him on the pitch again soon. So yes, our best wishes to all everyone at Wolves and especially uh, Raul Jimenez. Um, yeah, another disappointing result, another bad day, another awful day at the office. A terrible performance um, by Arsenal, getting beaten 2-1 um, at home to Wolves. Lee, just a quick oversight on the game, mate, before we get in. Um, what happened, mate? Where did it go wrong? From the kickoff, I've got to say, it was, um, I've got to say, it was awful, absolutely awful game. 
the result. I'm more I'm more upset about this one because you know I've, I've always said I, I would start gauging what how things are with our home games. You know what I mean? Three home games on the trot now. We've lost at home. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. We've got them down the road next. And um, as I turned around and said um, yesterday, um, we need something. I don't know. I can't see us beating them at the moment, lads. And I said on um, on the on the stream yesterday, like you know, like something like Pochettino coming in would be one thing that might just yeah, change what's, what's, change what's, the apple what's, cart. What's, what's all that about? Come on, so I mean, I know, I well, know I just, you. I, I I I know you like I I know you better than most. I, and I was very surprised when you said that. I have to say, yeah. Like, so explain. Uh, like, listen, explain, 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 right, how, how, listen, I'm going to make no um, um, beef about this, right, I'm going to say this now, I I wanted, when um, Emery went, I was hoping that we was going to get Allegri or Pochettino, that's the two that I wanted, like, you know, um, but um, they've gone for uh, a manager with no experience. That's down to them, right? You know, and, and I just felt that watching that game yesterday, I just felt I can't see us turning this around at the moment. I can't see where we, let alone beating Spurs. I can't see how, where our next um, wins coming from. And I'm I just absolutely thought, like, dread my my. I'm absolutely full of dread about what's yeah, going to happen you know, next week. And I and I just felt like you know if Pochettino was the manager going into that Spurs game, it would be it would be a different, completely different thing. It'd be all about Pochettino going against Spurs and things like that. And it might just mix everything up like, do you know what I mean? And that's what I meant by that. Um and I am worried about Pochettino. Um, I'm worried about I've got Pochettino on the brain. Pochettino on the brain. I, I I am worried about what what's going on with Arteta because I said yesterday as well in the, in that in that um, interview that whether he plays in a back three, sorry, if he goes into a back four, look at look at the mess our defence was in with the back four yesterday. It was all over the place, yeah, you know. It was, I mean? it was deep, bad. deep, and it, uh, we was like playing on our eighteen yard box, and um, and uh, they um, were still getting in behind us from our eighteen yard box, like you know what I mean. It's just unbelievable, like you know what I mean. So. Um, and I just felt that um, it's it's just a disappointment of of it all, really. Like you know, um, uh, and I just can't see what, you know where we're going to create. We didn't really create that much until the second half. The first half we was and this this by the way, boys, was when we um, they'd lost their best player after five minutes. You know what I mean? And their heads were probably not perhaps good. They was all over us. You know what I mean? And they ran a mock and. Do you know what I mean? Um, if you've played football before or anything to do with football, you know that to be a decent side, you've got to have nine players consistently playing well every week. You can always do with one or two maybe having a bad game and you can you can cover them up. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's 11 at the moment. It's 11. Sorry. Dog's just walked it's, in. He's looking me down. That's all right. That's all right. That, there, there's 11 at the moment. <laughs> What's he biting you? No, he's... Yes. He's having a... He's having, he's, He's having a go. He likes to have a little bite. Well, you should feed him. He's eating plenty. Don't worry about that. Sorry, Lee. Sorry. No, I just, no. I so away. I just, I just feel, 
that everything he's doing at the moment just seems to be going wrong. And I don't know where this is going to end up, boys. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how I feel. I look at, uh, I'm going to say it, you know, people are trying to defend Leno. You know, it's a routine save. You yeah, know, I'm sorry. Even, ma- yeah. Even how I many more it, mistakes yeah. is he going to make? That was how many more mistakes? Was, I, people blamed him for the first one. I don't know about that. Um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the about first the first one. one. Must, Second one, lot. poor, poor goalkeeper. Yeah. Even, though, even though it took a deflection, it was that's, yeah. that's bread and butter. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, it, was, it, it, wasn't a heavy, it wasn't a heavy deflection. Um, it's a bread too and butter many, save. Too many mistakes coming from uh, players. And, and also the manager. And I have to say, you know, I'm going to say it after him. David Louise had an header after he banged, was all bandaged up. He went up for an header. It went one yard. It went one yard because obviously it was, you could see then that he, he, he weren't up for it. You know what I mean? So I'm not just blaming, um, I'm not just blaming Art Setter on this. There's all the medical staff. There's, there's, uh, Coaches behind that, surely you could see. Um, yeah, surely the referees have got some. Well, I on don't that know. Well. Just, yeah. Surely I said it's gonna say, now nah, come on, like get off, you know what I mean? Like, I think he cost us the second goal because he wasn't quite with it. I'm not saying it was dull down to him, it's just you know, the decision making at the moment is worrying me. I'm gonna say that. And, and listen, there's a lot of people at this moment in time want Arteta out, and they're, they're making their voices heard. And when they're saying them at this moment in time, as I said yesterday, I, I, you know, they can come on and I can't defend it at the moment. You cannot, I could not find one excuse for Arteta last yesterday on that, on just that performance and what happened. I'm not saying on the long term, you know, we can go into that, but on that performance, you know, I'm I'm looking at it and I couldn't defend him, boys. And there's I'm no, sorry. Look, there's no, there's no beating around the bush, right? And we're all adults here, right? It's, it was atrocious yesterday, and Mikhail Arteta has got a lot to answer for. Okay, he's get he's he's making a lot of he's like making a lot of mistakes. And he's making a lot of strange moves and substitutions. And someone made a very good point to me on Twitter. Um, Harry, I'll come to you on this. Someone made a very good point to me on Twitter. He said that Mikhail Arteta is exper- obviously very inexperienced manager, but he said. The inexperience of Mikhail Arteta is this constant micromanaging on the sideline. He won't see, he never sits down in his chair. He's always at the, he's always on the side of the pitch barking orders at people. As a footballer, as you know, as a player, do you think that might I don't know, annoy him a little bit or you know, just let us play, you know? Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one because we used to sit there and say that Arsene Wenger didn't micromanage people, mm. didn't tell people what positions to take up, didn't have plans, didn't have this, didn't have that. And we all complained about that. And now it feels like, you know, that's, yeah, Mikel Arteta does seem to be on the touchline uh, sort of orchestrating things all the time but plenty of managers do that plenty of successful managers do that as well so I don't really think that that's the problem I feel like where I'm struggling to defend Mikel and and you guys will know I've been a big Arteta fan since he come in I thought that he he carried himself really well I thought that he got some really good results and his first kind of priority was to tighten up that defense and he did that Um, but where I'm struggling here is I know that we wanted to see more attacking football I know that we wanted to see more creativity and I know that we sit here every week and we say we're not scoring enough goals. But 
He has, in the last three, four weeks, undone all the good work he did defensively by changing the system. Now, maybe a more experienced manager would have more faith in his system and trust that it's going to work and trust that what he's doing is right and stick with it for a bit longer. But it feels to me like Mikel's been influenced by outside noises, by the fans complaining about the lack of goals, the lack of creativity, by the fact that every time he walks into a press conference, every time he stands in front of a camera for an interview, the first question is about Arsenal not scoring goals, Arsenal lacking creativity. I just wonder if that's had an impact on him. And and I didn't think that would be the case with Mikel. I thought he looked really strong-minded and was someone that wasn't going to compromise his values at all. But now I'm starting to think he has done that because there's no other explanation for it. If we had played the back five against Wolves yesterday, for example, the second goal doesn't happen because the minute Traore gets away from the midfielder, there's a third centre-back to step out and confront him. When you've got that two-man midfield and then a two-man central defence, this hesitation comes into play with Arsenal. Because why? Because our midfielders are not good enough. Our midfielders are not good enough. And and, and having that third centre-back has given us that extra insurance policy. Now, I would rather that we played the way we were playing before. We were more defensively sound because at the end of the day, we're still not creating any more chances at the other end. Mm. So we've we've tried to compromise and try to change it to to build that further creativity. But the creativity is not there. So now, Mikel, you've got to look at it and you've got to say, in trying to do that, I'm actually undoing all the positive things that I did at Arsenal. Because the only positive thing he did, really, if we're being brutally honest, was improve the defence. And now he's undoing it because he's, I don't know if he feels this pressure as the Arsenal manager that he has to play football in a certain way. But for me, uh, you know, I accepted a while ago that he's a pragmatist. So I want the pragmatist back, Mikel Arteta, the pragmatist, because I feel not that that's what I want to see in the longer term, but I feel we're more likely to get results right now playing that way than we are playing the way we have against Villa, uh, against Leeds and against um, Wolves last night. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, do you, after watching his, his interview last night after the game, he looked beaten to me, and he looked like he looked like he was kind of saying to himself, "Christ, you know, is this job too big for me? You know, is coming to was coming to Arsenal a mistake? Um, you know, leaving leaving a job at Manchester City, coming down to Arsenal as his first job. I mean, I agree. I, I agree with a lot of people when they say that you know, probably coming to Arsenal." Is too much of a of a job for him um, as a as a manager, and we shouldn't be having managers come into this club um, to learn the trade. Do you think there's a little bit of doubt in his mind now? Yeah, I think so because uh, nothing seems to be going his way. He's trying everything now with the. Um not just this, this season, he's been trying it for a while now and it just doesn't seem to be working for him. So there is a little bit of that. Look, I try to look at the bigger picture here. There is some serious problems from top to bottom at this football club. And the easiest thing to do is to shout at the manager. And I've been asking questions for the last few weeks about Mikel Arteta and I'm not getting any answers. And he's starting to doubt and doubt and doubt now because I'm not getting any of the answers that are I kind of put to everybody on this podcast there's five elements that make up the problems at this club Craig okay 
First of all, I've got to look at the players. These are the players that I've been messing up for seasons and seasons and seasons. I know what this team are about because I've seen it before. They will let us down. I look at some of the individuals last night that are still walking into this side, like Willian, Bellerin, Chaka. We see it. It's just getting boring now every single time. You look at Thursday and you think, OK, wicked. There's some solutions there. Nelson had a good game. Let's give him a go. No, Willian straight back in. Mate, Lenars, you played well. No, we keep Bellerin, please. Let's have a look at somebody like El Nenny who's finally come back. Granite Shaka comes in, please. So he's got this kind of loyalty for it. So the number one is the players aren't good enough. Number two, the manager has to take some of that blame because he's continuing to pick these same players. He seems to have this loyalty for the Arsene Wenger players. He seems to have a, a, a kind of real uh, kind of I can't change these players. I wanted to see something different against Leeds. Throwing Joe Willock in isn't going to be making much of a difference for me because that's what he did. And that's what he's done again at Wolves. He's just chucked Joe Willock in and, and hope for the best. I just don't see that he's done enough experimenting here with some of the players on the pitch. And that's why I'm asking questions of him. I really don't like what I'm seeing on the pitch at the moment. So that's the second thing that's wrong with this club. The third thing I have to ask is the board. And I have to look at the board in this situation because we've been left in this mess previously by Arsene Wenger and Gazidis. And the fourth is the owners, because the owners have been in this situation where they could have appointed after Wenger. People said to me, who do you want? I said, Diego Simeone. Straight away. Didn't even have to think twice. Diego Simeone, proven, one stuff. Yes, the style, style might not be the Arsenal way that everyone keeps talking about, which I'd love to know what it is, by the way. Um, the Arsenal way. I wanted Diego Simeone. He gave us Unai Emery, which apparently too, the job was too big for him. So when he comes out, likely everybody said it has to be Allegri or Ancelotti then out of everyone that's available. If the job's too big for Emery, we give it to Mikel Arteta. So if the job's too big for Unai Emery, why is it not going to be too big for Mikel Arteta? He's never coached a team in his life. So Great the point. board and the owners have to be questioned there. So that's the other stuff. And then the last uh, one for me is this fan base. I am sick of this fan base, man. I'm sick of it. We're the most toxic in the country. We are, we, I, I want to say, I want to say, not I told you so, but I want to congratulate the people that are happy with this mediocrity because you asked for this. You asked for Granite Chaka to stay here and you were happy with it. You asked for Mustafi to be here. You were saying that these players were not that bad. They just didn't have a right coach behind them. Well, then now they've got this brilliant coach that everyone says, and they're still not performing. So I want to see what is going on with all of these elements at this football club, top to bottom. Um, I, you know, I, I, when Arsenal lose a game of football, it is not Stan Kroenke's fault. But he is part of the problem, as is Wenger, as is Gazidis, as are these ridiculous players on these ridiculous contracts. And sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture because it isn't just always let's get the manager out when we lose because it's happened with Emery, Freddie, Wenger and now Mikel Arteta. So when is it going to be the players' fault? That's what I want to know. When are these players going to actually step up? I want them to feel like I felt last night. I felt like crap. Yeah, mm. they didn't. They just went off. And then you get Joe Willock come out and address the media. Where's yeah. our captain? Yeah. Where's our leaders? There ain't we'll none. We'll so I'm fed up that. with it, mate. Yeah. Sick of it. No, I, you know, I can't. Just before you come in, Harry, I just want to bring in some uh, ch chat questions. Go ahead, um, I can't disagree with anything you've said there, mate, to be honest. You know, I mean, I will continue um, and I'll put it out there and I don't care what anyone says. I will. I said that I will give Arteta till the end of the season and I will still give Mikel Arteta till the end of the season before I make any judgments. Um, and that's it. I'm a man. I, I, I'm, I'm a man of my word what, to what I've said. And that's it. He, 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 for me, if he gets sacked, he gets sacked. I understand why people want Mark, 
I, under, I fully understand why people want Mikel Arteta out. I really do. It's not good. The football's not good. The players ain't playing. Supporting Arsenal at the moment is becoming a chore. Um, but I will still back him. Uh, this comes in from... Bill, hello, Bill. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in, mate. Thank you very much for your kind donation. He says, I love this club, but the, far, the past five or ten years is poor leadership on and off the pitch and the poor performance on and off the pitch. I've fallen out of wanting to watch the team. There was a lot of that last night um, in, in, in Arsenal's social media world. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, here we are and, uh, you know, I'm... I, we, we wait up or, we, you know, we, we spent... Like, I waited all day to watch that. And then, like, <laughs> you know, thinking, you know, I'm all day I'm thinking, hey, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he'll do this, he'll do that, you know, but oh, I don't know. Um, Adam Garner, uh, this comes in. It's bigger, than the, it's bigger than the players and the managers. Passion in the squad and fans above that it's non-existent. Um, is that the real issue? Um, again, Lee, do, I mean, like, a lot of people are... A lot of people on Twitter are saying that, you know, they perhaps might think there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Um, one man said, and I know, Harry, you're not going to like what I'm about to say, but one, you know, a lot of people are saying that Ozil was caused a divide um, amongst um, um, amongst the players and stuff like that. What, what would you say on that kind of thing? You know, I'm not oh. looking, I know, look, look, I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not looking to say, oh, it must be this or it must be that. You know, we're, we're, we're here for a chat tonight to talk about you know it can't be all the man you know it can't be all the manager's fault but I understand that the buck stops there um that's that's in every walk of life you know but you know I mean there's a fella here now you know Arteta is a con artist I mean I don't know I, I just I, I listen just... I've got a couple of facts and let's get some facts in here something's obviously gone wrong behind the scenes it's, it's it, it, you can't deny that he hasn't you know, people turn around and say, well, what happened to the um, the FA Cup team of last season? Well, two players from the FA Cup team have, have for some unknown reason, not not been in the side. One of them's been sold and the other one can't get a game. So, you know, there's a, there's, there's a, a thing in it with that. You know, I, I see somebody on there saying, oh, you can't flip-flop. You can't change your opinion. But let me tell you something now, right? I'll, I'll be sponsored by Havana's or whatever. Football is about opinions. Football is about changing opinions. That's what football does. You know, I mean, you can like a player one week, not the other. I guarantee you, anybody calls me a flip-flop, flip-flop away, right? Because I guarantee those flip-flops, right, were hating Sol Campbell one, one uh, season and loving him the next. That is football. That is opinions. That's what it's about. And I will change my opinion on what I'm seeing on a football pitch. I won't change my opinion because someone tells me that this is this and this is that. I will change it for what I see. And at the moment, something's not right at Arsenal Football Club because you cannot have 11 players playing bad at the same time. Now, all of these players, right, were playing well. Up, well, not playing well. We're getting results and getting the job done until this 25-man squad come out, right? And this is the problem. I still say it now, right? You've, you, People can go on about mesos all the time, say you've got a bad attitude. That's fine. I agree with that, whatever. But you're telling me that Socrates has had a bad attitude since he's been at the Arsenal? Has he been a bad apple? 
He ain't been the greatest player in the world, but you cannot blame his attitude and whatever. He has been banished from this squad as well, right? You know, so that these are the things that are happening. And people are going to say, I don't, you know, no one's going on about Socrates because they don't rate him or whatever like, you know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, he's been bundled out of this squad. He's done nothing wrong, apart from not play that well. That that that, But you could... You could sanction that a lot of players that ain't played well. You know, Willian has come into this team, right, and not play not played well. Now people can go on about Pepe, and I've got my issues with Pepe, whether I think he's good enough or whatever. He done well in the cup final and the and the semi final, by the way. His reward was uh, Willian coming in front of him. That's his reward. The reward for Martinez for getting to the cup final was to be sold to Aston Villa. Maitland-Niles' reward, I don't know. You know what I mean? What, what's gone on there? These are things that are happening all the time. And something's not quite right. Now, if, you, if you're disciplining play, like players, that's fair enough. If you want to get something rid of someone like Gwendozy, fair enough. Get rid of Gwendozy, right? But don't but replace him with something better than what we've got. We've got rid of Torreira and we've got rid of Gwendozy. Who have we replaced him with? Who have we replaced them two players with? No one. We just got rid of them. Thomas Partey, maybe, coming in. You know, realistically, Thomas Partey and probably on any of those replacements. You know, but we've... And I, and I say this about Mikel Arteta. You can go on about him and whatever you think about him and as an inexperienced manager and whatever. And I, you know, and, and listen, the experience is coming, coming to bite him at the moment because it's tough, Right. But realistically, if you think you're going to put in a naive manager with no experience, the one thing that you give him is the backup that he deserves and needs. Mm. You know, he's made it clear. He's made it clear that he wanted OR. Made it clear. Didn't get him. Emery made it clear he wanted Zaha. He made it clear. He made it clear to the board and he made it clear to us fans. Didn't get him. For whatever reason. Now, you ever look at other managers in their time, Arsene Wenger, when he came into the job at the first time, I was spitting feathers when he got rid of Paul Merson. Spitting feathers. What's he getting rid of Paul Merson for? But he he said, trust me what I'm going to do. I'm bringing in Mark Overmars and Emmanuel Petit. All of a sudden, Paul Merson wasn't missed. This is the this is what this is all the things that are going on. You've got to have a manager that is going to be backing up what you want. And it doesn't matter what you say, that there are things there. I, I totally agree at, at times that Mikel Arteta has not quite got the experience. We all know that. And and, and why is, and, and that, there could be a question in that, you know what I mean? Why, why have we give it to Mick? Why have we give someone with no experience the job? Is it because he's a cheap option? I think, you know what I mean? People now will be saying that. And, Quite rightly so, Craig. You can't turn around and say that because at the end of the day, I look at it, we bought two players and, and William. Now, now, I'd like to know if it was Mikel's um, choice on William. I suppose it was because, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big commitment in wages and everything there. And if it was his, was his signing, he's been bloody poor, hasn't he? Bloody poor. Taran, um, thanks for your kind donation question, mate. Um, Emery was sacked. 
when, we, uh, when he was eighth in the league following up a league season with 70 points in the Europa League final. Different standards for Arteta, I guess. Again, it's a good point. Um, why, is, why, was, why would one manager um, not get the sack? You know, and, 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 and then we do. Harry? It's um. Listen, it's first of all just to touch on a couple of the other points. Listen, I'll just say saying that yeah. you know people are saying like that, you know Lee Gunner's in the chat and he's he's a rat. He's not a rat, right? Oh, like let's just let's just get it right. He's not a rat. He's got an opinion, whether you agree with it or not. It's an opinion. I don't agree with the way Lee goes about things, but he's got an opinion and some of his points are fair. He's not a rat. You know what I mean, like, and that's you know um, that's that's all I want to say about that, like, you know. And he can no, slag me off what he wants, yeah. but at the end of the day, I he's think not that's, a rat. Uh, no, that's the that's the rat army, re- or whatever, re- like, you know what I mean. At yeah, the end of the day, re- no, 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 look, no. listen, our Arsenal fans of Arsenal fans have got an opinion, and I respect that opinion. You know, what I mean, whether whether I agree with it or whether I don't, I don't think you should be calling people rats and, and calling people names and things like that. At the end of the day, that's my opinion. No, and that's how it goes. You've got it a bit wrong. There's the, there, it's the real Arsenal Talk podcast. R A T Rat Rat Army. Yeah. Real Arsenal so Talk not... Army. They're not actually having a go at him. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, is... don't, I don't understand all these things, Mister yeah. uh, Mister Craig. I don't. Well, like, just, you know just to mean? put just to put it right, it's Rat Army. Real Arsenal Talk. Go and subscribe to Lee Gunner. I'm sure. Well, most of you are probably subscribed to him. Aren't they? Go and subscribe to him. Go and watch him. Go and support him. Like his videos and uh, go over and have a look at him. Some of you might like him, some of you might not. Like Lee, I don't like the way he goes about things, but look, that's just me. Um, again, slag me off all you want, not bothered. Anyway, um, there was a. I've, I've lost some super chat questions. I'm really sorry because this is scrolling up s- s- uh, so fast. This one, Mike Dean, he's, he's back watching. Look, he's back watching. Uh, good on, uh, Mike. Yeah, sign me up as manager. Uh, no, you're all right, Mike. <laughs> You're all right. You'll only you'll only put out you'll only put out a shite team against Tottenham because we all know you support Spurs secretly. Um, can we talk about the captaincy? Uh, it's how how is I? Why is this thing about the captaincy, Harry? Um, that it's got to be the the profess you know the the the, the, the profess. Um, best player in the team or the highest earner in the team or this, that and the other. Ask me if, if Aubameyang is a captain. No, absolutely not. Um, oh, by the way, Lee, Lee, Lee Gunner's just slagged off the uh, podcast. Oh, oh, Lee, Lee, I wish I'd let you take that hiding in Madrid now, saying something like that about our podcast. I'm not happy about that, my man. I'm not happy about that. Oh, I should have let you just go down to the toilets in Madrid. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Oh well, never carry mind. on. Um, sorry, carry on. on. Sorry, 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 no, Harry. No. Uh, this the captaincy thing. Um, is Aubameyang a captain? Not for me. It's, it, look, he he was the best player at the time, and that's why why he got selected. Previously, we saw Unai Emery let the players decide who the captain was, and they all voted for Granit Xhaka, and we saw how that ended. So. The thing is, for me now, like I think a football team should have leaders throughout it, as opposed to putting all the emphasis on one particular player. You know, you don't get your Tony Adamses anymore. You don't get your Patrick Vieiras. Those players are really hard to come by nowadays. So I feel like you just need, 
leaders throughout the side. And, and, and in Mikel's eyes, there are clearly certain players that he sees as leaders, rightly or wrongly. I know I'm going to get stick for this, but he obviously sees David Lewis, for example, as someone who's a leader. He sees Granit Xhaka as someone who's a leader. The fact that he keeps picking Hector Bellerin maybe suggests that he sees him as a leader as well. You look at people like Aubameyang, he sees him as a leader, etc., etc. Um, so for me, it's not really that much of an issue. And I don't really think that that's a problem. I didn't like the way they sent Joe Willock out to face the media. Um, I don't think that was right. Uh, you know, it doesn't really bode well with me, but it's, these are kind of the least of our problems at the moment. I mean, going back to some of the points sort of raised earlier, like the one about the board, I feel like that's a bit of a lazy thing, to be honest, because look, they, we know that we haven't got the world's best owners. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, this this summer when everything was all up in the air, the pandemic and all of that, the pay cuts and God knows what else. We wanted Thomas Partey and they went out and they got the cash together to make that deal happen. They have spent money in recent years, but at the end of the day, they're not football people and the people that they're putting in charge, hoping that they're going to do the right thing from a footballing perspective, they've just not done it. Um, that's down to the manager. That's down to the players. That's down to the people even further up the line. But to say that it's just the board or it's just the people running the club, I think is a little bit lazy. You look at Ivan Gazidis, he's gone to AC Milan. AC Milan have turned the corner. They're top of Serie A. They're absolutely flying. They've got loads and loads of young players mm. coming through. They've done some really shrewd business in the last couple of years. AC Milan are back on their way to becoming the AC Milan that we all know. And Ivan Gazidis is there. So, yeah, yeah. you know, are we all going to sit and say that that's 100% the reason we failed? No, it can't be. Um, as I said, I, I feel like the Aubameyang issue for me is is one that's more because of the fact that we can't get him into the positions he needs to be in. I think over the course of the last few weeks where we've been playing poorly, you've seen him get frustrated. You've seen him maybe not make the runs that he should at times, maybe look a little bit sort of downhearted, disinterested, etc., etc. But that all stems from the way we're playing as a football team at the moment. And like I said before, I would rather Arsenal went back to the pragmatic approach that we started the season with, tried to grind out results that way because I think genuinely we will get more points like that than trying to open up when we clearly don't have the players to play that way. Granit Xhaka was was horrendous. He was horrendous yesterday. <gasps> Absolutely horrendous. Yeah, he was, he was. You flip-flop. He was he was horrendous yesterday. But Not taking also, you that long, Harry. <laughs> but but it also doesn't help. But it also doesn't help when Danny Sabas alongside him is pants as well and doesn't get back and protect. Oh. It also it also doesn't help when they don't play a system that suits the players. Now, whatever you lot say about Granite Xhaka, about how shit he's been over the last few years or whatever. You cannot deny that he looks a much better player with the three centre-backs and him playing in front of them. Nobody can deny that. He looks a different player. And my point has always been about the likes of Xhaka, about the likes of Mustafi, about the likes of Lewis. It's not about the, them being good enough. or like, I've never sat here and said they're world-class players and they're good enough. The point I've always made is that that's who we're stuck with right now. So let's play the way that gets the maximum out of them. That's what football managers have to do. We can't always just jump. You know, people talk about the process. Well, the process, if there is a process, is not just, you know, A to 
A to Z just straight away. You know, there's going to be different routes you take, different paths you take. And if we have to be more pragmatic for the time being until we get there, if we have to play a back three until we get a fit for purpose midfield, if we have to do those things, then we have to do them to get to closer to where we need to be because we're miles off at the moment. And the way we've played in the last three weeks has just exposed those flaws again. And that's why it feels like we're watching Unai Emery's Arsenal. This one comes in from Sammy. How do Spurs build a new stadium? Sell bail, go to the UEFA final and top the league. Our cycle has ended. We are Chelsea years ago. Need to plan a rebuild properly. Well, help from help from the British government. Um, I think got uh, done all that for them. Um, Dan, you know, I mean... What, do you, what did you make of Joe Willock being sent out yesterday? I mean... I thought that was horrendous on the poor lad um, to send him out. Where, like, like you said earlier, where's where's the captain? Where's the senior players to come out and 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 and, and tell us? Do you know that we? You know, no one's even coming out and and explaining why they, why they're so crap at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Lack of leaders, lack of mentality. There's a weak mentality throughout this squad. I've said it for ages. And I think when you look at what happened against Leeds with Kieran Tierney giving a damn and then Granite Chaco is pushing him away, Bellerin standing there watching, that just shows you how the difference in the kind of mentalities, whether it's right or wrong, whether you think what Tierney did was right or wrong, there's a difference in there. There's a split within that dressing room. You've got the Granite Chackers and the Bellerins of this world that want to hug their players and have selfies with their teammates. You've got Kieran Tierney who sees them as the enemy till the final, even if after the final whistle when they're on that pitch. So that's the difference in mentality there. And I think what I would prefer is a mentality of a Martin Keown or a Patrick Vieira. Some would prefer a mentality of a Granite Chacker. That's why our fan base is so split. Um, as far as I'm concerned, what I see out there is a sorry bunch of players. And I don't believe they are as good as people have given them credit for. You know, I see a lot of people say that these players would get top four with a different manager. I disagree. I really do disagree. I don't think where we are at at the moment. I think that when you look at the players at the moment playing in that side week in, week out, I don't think they're good enough. You talk about Joe Willock coming out. <laughs> Again, Joe Willock and Reese Nelson yesterday, I thought in the second half, started to pick it up a bit. And all of a sudden, all I see on social media is them two getting slated. I mean, Granite Chaka, you know, we mentioned how bad he was. Granite and Danny Sparse, Harry spot on. The both of them, their midfield was absolutely shambolic. You know, shambolic. I see Fergus this morning said Granite Chaka was so deep, he was checking Leno's prostate. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. Worst <laughs> <laughs> class, absolute class comment, you know. Oh, my God. Because it was true. I mean, I saw us, I see a stat, I see a diagram, see the formation and the, the heat map of where they were. Granite Chaka was our deepest player. He was behind Gabriel most of that game. Danny Sabayos was at right back covering for Bellerin, who was apparently really good again yesterday. People keep telling me. The only uh, thing that, well, the only, the only thing on, with Sabayos covering at right back, that is a tactic of Mikel's to get the full backs up. So it is stupid. I hate it, but it is a mm. tactic and he's only doing what he's been told to do. That's that's kind of 
the only point with that. Like the fullbacks, like I thought Tierney got exposed yesterday as well. Massively. And, and Saka, and, I thought Saka and Tierney, yeah. this is my, this is another point. We're seeing Saka and Tierney who have been very, very good the last few weeks now being pretty average because the rest of the side are pretty average and they can't shine every week. So it is a worry, man. I don't know what's happening. Lee talked about something being outside of the club, something happening within the dressing room, training pitch, in the board level, manager level. I wonder, because a lot of people love Mesut Ozil. I wonder if that has had a huge deal with it. Um, I look at somebody like Aubameyang. He's a little bit of a nice guy that everybody likes. Um, and there's a click, isn't there? There's the Ozil lovers and there's the we don't actually care about Ozil. Aubameyang's in the middle. And I think there's too many nice players. Roy Keane summed up last night. They're a bit soft, Arsenal. And we have been for a long time. You know, people can slate Roy Keane all they want. I think he's a great pundit because he says it how it is. And he is somebody that I look at and think, do you know what? The stuff that he says that winds me up. I think you even put it on, Craig. My friends don't even text me and give it to me anymore because no, they just no. realise how crap we are. Yeah, they no, know we're no. crap. It's not funny to sh- it's no. not funny to say how bad we are anymore. I've had no no Tottenham fan text me this yeah. weekend. No. Not not hey, one. My t- my Unbelievable. Mates fan- lucky you, lucky you, Dan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there, my, t- my Tottenham mates on Ain't Facebook. No I put, it, I put it on Facebook as well. I actually put it on Facebook to say, you know, like we're so rubbish, no one banters me in anymore. And my, my, my Spurs mate right underneath it, it's just boring now. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most, the most damning indictment I could give Arsenal yesterday, right, was that I look at that Wolves team and I would take their goalkeeper over as. Yeah. I would take Connor Cody over our centre-backs. Mm. I would take Jao Moutinho. I would take Pedro Neto. I would take Traore. I would take Pudence. This is Wolverhampton Wonders. Yeah, who have Crazy. been in the Premier League for two seasons. Two seasons. So if you get recruitment right, then you can do you can do bits. And and look, we can sit here and we can overreact about the Arteta situation. Some of the signings he made midway through last season, you know, the Cedrics, the Pablo Marines, they were a little bit iffy. But this summer, put Willian to one side, free transfer. We did bring in a centre-half that we needed, a pretty good one in Gabriel. And we did bring in a centre midfielder in Thomas Partey. Nobody can help that he's injured. Um, but I think the, the the issue is here that the recruitment is going to take a while. And are people going to be patient enough to accept that we're going to need three or four windows before we get anything like the squad he, he needs I mean, to this, compete? The club the size of Arsenal, I mean, I, I can't see the fan base being patient. Um, no there you go for it. Oh, yeah. Right, a couple of things um, I, I need to bring up here. Like, you know, obviously, this when I say there's something wrong in the camp, yeah, there must be something wrong in the camp when there's an in, in-house fight in the dressing room and someone's leaking it out. Yeah. That, 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 that's not right. You know what I mean? These things shouldn't happen. You know, listen, everybody has little things going on. So someone's leaked that out, tells me there's a problem. You know, Danny Sabias. I'm going to say this now. I'm putting it on record. The judge is going to put this on record. Was the best midfielder in the league at the back end of last season. What the hell has happened to him now? Yeah. And you can go on and on. Like, why is he not playing well? Covering fullbacks. Why are we covering fullbacks? Yeah. I mean, Saka was, you know, going to be one of the best young players we've seen in a while. I mean, even he's, Listen, even, even he's gone downhill. Look, 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 Saka... He's 19 years of age. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. That's it's what I've been saying, yeah. It's what I say about it's what I say about Martinelli. It's what I say about Martinelli. When everyone goes, he's going to come and save our season. No, he's yeah. not. No, he's a kid. No, no, no. no, no. He's a kid. There's, 19. <laughs> there's, there's, there's sometimes, he, there, 
a phenomenon comes along like like um uh who would I say like you know um, that fellow that fellow who left um fellow he, he went to Newcastle there was a film made about it that was quite good that was what was his name Santiago or something Santiago Munez yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was he was great wasn't he like you know what I mean like well like like, like Cesc Fabregas was was unique <laughs> as a teenager wasn't he like you know what I mean. He was unique. And you can't compare everybody, like, because Fabregas done it at 16 to 20, you can't compare other people, like, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, I think at the end of it, when you look at it like that, you can't rely on Saka. I think that Saka's going to have good games, he's going to have bad games, you know? What happened to the judge show, like, you know, the reason that we, that got, got axed, uh, bad, bad, you know what I mean, is because, uh, Havana stops stop sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, uh, you stop making uh, noises. We stop making no. Uh, the thing is, we change it because like we want to do a show with Kevin Campbell, and that's why that um that that's why that went. You right, made a sacrifice, good man. I made a sacrifice. This one yeah. comes in from Colin. Hello, mate. Colin, my favourite. Other than Kieran Tierney, my favourite Scotchman. He had a um, great rant on my channel last night, Colin. Top yeah, stuff, I love Colin. Colin's been here. Colin has had my back since the very start. So, Colin, big up yourself, mate. Love you to bits, bro. Um, hopefully, when all this COVID's over, we get, we'll get we get to meet um, and go again yeah, and have a few beers, mate. Uh, he says he fully agrees with Dan. These players are crap, and the sooner they're gone, the better. Keep up the great work, lads. Thank you very much, Colin. Of course, go and subscribe to Colin's channel, Much Arsenal. If you like a bit of football manager... Um, he's a bit of a football manager connoisseur. Get over there, little wow. some tips and all that business. He's very good at it, right. to be honest. Can I just say something like that's a Scotsman behind us, a big Mac? That's I'm going to enjoy that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to take a photo of that one. It might even be a double big Mac. Thank you, Colin. Go and subscribe to Colin's channel um, right away. Uh, I have missed Don't some super chats. I'm so sorry. Off, no, I, no I've, I've missed some super chats. Uh, oh, get the chats. super chats up. Come on, I want no, some chips. I've missed some. I'm so sorry, but it moves on oh, so quickly. I can't Craig, do it. your job. We've got Nigel doing his job properly and you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, but thank you for the thank you for the donations. Um, I think I think even Russ put one in. Yeah, I can't see them. They're not, they're not coming up. Well, I think I Russ put one him. in for him to put, he put his hand in his pocket. Well, you know, he's like, uh, he's it, it like the Cronkies, um, he is. Not the <laughs> this one comes in from uh uh this one comes in from uh ice I'm gonna have a go at it. Isia no fiolua akin kung that is well played, Harry. Harry, that is. I've said it wrong. I might have said it wrong. You might have said it wrong. I reckon you have. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to... For one ninety nine, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> he says, we suck. My five-year-old niece would play better. Yes, we would. Yeah. Uh, yes, she would even. Um, I, You know, I have to agree with you uh, on that one. Um, I don't know, boys. Uh, you know, this... Big up to Adam only... in the chat. Lights my laundry. My dry, lights my dry cleaning. Big up. <laughs> Big up, Adam. Um, this one comes in. Uh, we, we have another one coming in here from uh, Pramud, who is a, a, an avid watcher of the show. Thank you, mate. Sorry, I'm not very patient, guys. So I'd like to know when I should be patient. Um, fair enough. Yeah, till the relegation zone, till the championship. Are we ready to trust the process in these scenarios? I'm done with the manager. 
Fair play, mate. You know, your your opinion, your yeah, opinion. Absolutely, and I don't that's, think that's fair enough. I don't think it's more trust. Uh, is it trust the process or is it trust Arteta? Um, don't know. Do I do I do I trust him to turn? Sorry, it yes, fries, fries. Yes, sorry, kids, fries. Do 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 I trust him to turn it round? I do. Am I going to back him till the end of the season? I will. Um, and at the end of the season, then we'll all meet up. And we'll all have a chat about it. We'll we're, we're, Craig, we're going to have to pull you a task on this, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if we're down in the bottom three, like, February time, just say, like, you know, worse scenario that we are, um, <laughs> you'd still still saying, like, you know, you'd, you'd back that, would you? I told yeah. everyone that I will give him till the end of the season. I'll give him till the end of the season. If we're in the bottom three and he's manager... I'll give it to I don't, I don't know. As much as I admire for that, I think if the results keep going as they are, lose to Spurs, lose, it can't, it can't, can't continue. It, it, look, it's out of my control anyway, Lee, isn't it? I mean, it, look, would would we would would the board let us go down into the bottom three without sacking him? Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. There's a fella there saying Craig won't go back on his word. No, I won't. You know, and he's saying anyone else will just use logic. I just, I won't go, I, I, I'll, I'll stay with him until the end of the season. If people think that Arsenal... What about, what about you two boys down there? No, what if about people think two, Arsenal, Arsenal Football Club are going to go down into the third from bottom and, the, and the, they're not going to sack the manager, you know, that's delusion. Of course they're going to sack him. So whatever I say makes no difference. Yeah, that's I just a good point. I, you know, I just don't believe that it's just Arteta's fault. I don't like the way he's being singled out. Everyone can see that the team, like you've got, you've got players running around that pitch who are coming to the end, coming to the end of contracts and stuff like that, jogging around the pitch like they don't care. He can't. He's not. You know, he's not going to work any miracles. He's not going to come into the club after ten months. And uh, and take us to the top of the Premiership like everyone like everyone thought like everyone expecting him to with 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 Unai Emery's team, I mean, come on, do you know? Come on, let's. If we sack him now, Lee, then so so we sack him now then, and 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 things continue like this. What then? Well, uh, listen. If you're going to sack him, you've got to sack him before January. Simple as that. Mm. You know what I mean? Simple, simple as that. And I'm not saying sack him now. I, 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 I I'm, I'm saying at this moment in time, you know, I, I can't see where Arsenal are going to get a result from. You know, but you know, who thought that Fulham would go and beat Leicester today? Mm. You know, so the, 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 it's a funny season. But this moment in time, you know, this cannot continue. What, what is happening? When when at somewhere along the line are you going to say look and pull the plug? And and uh, you know Arsenal Football Club is a is a ruthless club. It's got to be. You know what I mean? It's got to think like that. You can't. What is the aim this season? Is probably to finish fourth. You know what I mean? If I be honest, like you know, and if you're not going to do that, you know, then you've got to start looking at things. The one thing that worries me, the one thing that really worries me, is that um, what if a new manager comes in, like, you know, he's going to probably say, say, I don't know who he's going to be. He's going to ask for this and this and this. And if he's not going to get that, 
is he going to come? So they might as well stick with what they've got with Arteta, like you know. And that's my uh, my prob my problem. You know, you've got to back this manager, and I don't think he has been backed. And and, and so it's a little bit unfair to say right, that's enough. But um, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, if they lose to Spurs. I can see a lot more fans turning, Craig. I can see a lot more fans well, turning. Now, I know, think that'll I, be... I, I think if we lose to Spurs, and again, it's out of my control, if we lose to Spurs, I think he might... I think he might get the chop. What do you he's reckon, not, Harry? He, He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere before the end of the season. It would have to take a real disaster, and I'm talking like relegation scrap, mm. for Mikel Arteta to get the boot before the end of the season. The club have hung their hat on him. They've given him extra responsibility. They, the owners have put their hands in their pockets to make sure he got the midfielder that, or one of the midfielders that he wanted in the summer. I cannot see Arsenal pulling the trigger on Mikel Arteta, and I don't think they should. I think that there are question marks about some of his some of his decisions. I think he has made mistakes. That was always part and parcel of it when you appoint a manager yeah. who'd never had a job before. You know, he's he's made errors. He will continue to make errors, as does every single manager in the game. So, is he a problem? He's probably part of the problem right now, but he's not the only problem. And for that reason, I can't see how you can sack him right now. And I don't think it will be the right thing to do. As Danny said in the chat, you sack Demery, you sack Arteta, then you bring in another one, you sack him as well. And it just becomes, we, you end up being a Manchester United again. And the, the issue with Man United and the issue that we're going to have if we're not careful is you end up with groups of players brought in by different managers. Yeah. So if you have three managers in a short period of time, you end up with three different managers as players. Like we had Wenger's players, we've got Emery's players, and we've got Arteta's players. And it's just a nasty mix point, that doesn't yeah. work together. Yeah, it's a fantastic That's point. A good, listen, we're, we're in a, I'm in a generation, uh, when I've been supporting Arsenal, I, I haven't had that many managers. You know what I mean? My first manager when I was supporting was Terry Neal. After Terry Neal come Don Al for a little while. Then after Don Al come George Graham, a long time with George Graham. And then, of course, um, one year with Bruce Rioch. And then Arsene Wenger for a very, very long time. So, I, 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 and the older school fans are, are used to a little bit of stability with their managers. But um, at this moment in time, you know, I know it's saying, oh, you know, get the right manager. But is it the board have got to pick the right manager? If they're going to get, if, if they are going to sack yeah, Arteta, they've got after, to get the right after person what, in. But after what we've seen that's happened, do you trust them too? Because I don't. Not one bit. Dan? Well, no, I don't, I, Dan, I don't, I don't trust them. Dan, do you if they on, sacked Dan. Arteta? So if they sacked Arteta, we lose to Spurs on Sunday, <clears throat> and we and, and 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 they sack Arteta. Do you trust the board to bring in the right man? Of course I don't. I don't trust this board. I don't trust these owners at all. The owners don't give a damn about us as long as the Rams keep winning. Um, they've got no ambition of Arsenal doing anything, and I don't believe that this board actually have any idea of what they're doing. I, can somebody explain to me what V Nive and Cartersham actually does? Because I really don't understand it. I don't understand his role at all. Uh, you've got Edu and Arteta that look to be working together in terms of trying to get the scouting right, but we've spent a lot of money on a lot of rubbish in terms of our recruitment. So over the last 10-15 years, why would we trust them to get it right when they have haven't already when their reasons for sacking Emery was that he was just it was just too much for him and then they go and hire a, a rookie of a manager that makes no sense to me so I don't think that I can trust them to get it right no I also believe and I think someone's or quite a few people have said it in the chat that if we sacked Arteta I don't expect us to go and get any do anything more 
if I'm honest with you. Mm. I want to see something different from the manager and I want it to work out for him 100%. But I still stand by the best uh, possible position that any Arsenal manager can be in who's whoever takes over in the summer of 2021 or whoever is still the manager in 2021 because he will have this poison removed and I know that you know me and Harry have disagreed over the last months about these players but I still believe they need to be gone I don't want Granit Xhaka in the side Mustafi, Zerzels, Kolasinac they're all going to be gone in the summer we hope their contracts are running out or they'll have to be sold because their contracts will be out the season after. And I include Lacazette in that as well because I think he'll be gone because his contract won't be signed. So I believe that we're going to see a huge clear out in the summer of 2021. I don't know if Arteta is still going to be around, but I kind of hope that he is because the sentimental reasons want me to this guy to turn it around because I loved watching us through that cup run. I loved what it meant to him. I love the fact he knows what it means to be an Arsenal player and be a Mr. Arsenal I just hope he can get it right. But I have my doubts. I've been asking questions for four weeks now and I've seen no changes. So I'm worried. I am massively, massively worried. And it's going to be hard to see who does come in because there's Allegri and Pochettino that are currently available. But I'm not so sure that, you know, Poch would want to come. I'm not so sure that Allegri would want to come. Uh, if I'm totally honest with you, it's not a very nice <laughs> kind of position for a manager to take over. We're not in a good position, are we? So Allegri would come if the money was right. Allegri went from Milan to Juve. He doesn't give a shit about things like that. It's just about it's about money with with managers like that. If you dangle enough in front of them, they'll come. Pochettino, I don't think would with given his Spurs connections, I can't see him coming to Arsenal. No, absolutely. Not. I mean, Dan makes a good point there. You know. Yeah, and it is a good point. We will see real change well, in the summer when Ozil, Kola, Papi, Laka, Mustafi, etc. go and clear the huge wage bill a bit. He's got a point, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Danny's got a very good point. I agree with that. You know, but it's whether Arsenal can wait to that time. The thing, I, I'm going to disagree with Harry on the back of Pochettino one because my, my looking on this is with Pochettino, they've sacked him, right? They never really backed him. I could make a song about that. <coughs> but anyway, that's another thing. Anyway, um, also, um, what I'm, what the point is of it all there is that they never backed him, and then Mourinho's come in and they've given him everything that he wants. And I think that if I was Mourinho, uh, um, Pochettino, there I'd be a little bit bitter about that. Going, oh, well, I've done all this for Spurs, and and all of a sudden they they sack me without backing me after I get him to the Champions League final. And they give him everything he wants. So I think I'd, I'd like to go into uh, Arsenal and, and and put the cat amongst the pigeons. I would, uh, you know what I mean? Like, because they, they've, they've treated me not, not very, very well. So, but hey, uh, you know, maybe he won't. But I, I think they, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write it necessarily off. Good day, lads. This is for Mitchell. Hello, Mitchell. Good day, lads. Um, do good day, Mitchell. Good day, Mitchell. Uh, do you honestly think that uh, things at the club will change? Um, I think we're in a real big hole, lads. I'm worried. Don't say it. Don't don't see it changing mm. anytime soon. I, well, Mitchell, bloody I can't hell, disagree mate. with you, Mitchell. I can't either. But it's got to change, isn't it? It's something. It, can it? You know, Dan, can it stay this bad for uh, Dan? How how long's he got, Dan? In your opinion, how long has he got? Now, don't worry about. Don't worry about whether like you like me. Who will, but you know, I'm going to take massive stick for this now. Who will back until the end of the season? I don't mind. Bring it on, right? How long do you think he's got left? I'll I come to you good. all on this. I'll come to you all on this. 
I think he's got to the end of the season, whatever. That's honestly what I think. I think they'll give him to the end of the season, this board. They didn't want to get rid of Emery, did they, when things were horrendously bad? So I don't think they're going to do the same and get rid of him straight away if things go bad. Unless we're looking rock bottom and, uh, you know, by February, it looks like, you know, relegation is definitely on. Then I don't feel that he's going to get sacked, whatever. And I also feel whatever happens and wherever we finish, he'll get given the January window, obviously. And I think he'll get given this summer window and start the next season as well and see where we're at then. I, I just think this is what's happening. I don't, we can want him out all we want. You know, you've got a lot of people that have, are out are out in the chat. We know other people that want him out and wanted him out for a long time. But I don't see it happening. I just don't think we can pray and ask all you want. This board aren't going to sack him. So I think that he's got the hold of this season and potentially to start next, whatever. Harry, I want to ask you this question. Great question coming in here from Trevor Power. Lads, give Arteta a chance. It's only 10 games into the season. He said it was a bit, he said it would be a process and he said it would be full ups and he said it would be full of ups and downs. Now, Trevor has a great point there because when when Arteta was when Arteta was hired, we all sat here and said that we're not a top four side. And now we're all sitting here complaining that we're not at the top. Uh, well, not us. Well, no, we're, not, we're, we're yeah. not, but we're not a full eighth. Well, yeah, yeah very, true, very that's... true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. But my point about, you know, Arteta said he came out in his first press conference and he said it's going to be full of ups and downs. And we all sat here and went, oh, did you see his first press conference? Wasn't it great? And now a majority of the fan base looks like they want him gone. After we're all, you know, we're, we're all saying, oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to Mikhail Arteta's tenure as manager. I don't I don't know if it's the majority of the fan base or if it's just the loud ones on Twitter and on social media, because I think most sensible Arsenal fans recognise that the problem, it may be Mikel's part of the problem, but they recognise that he's not the only problem and he's going to, he's got a massive job on his hands. I think I said it on last week's podcast that there are going to be bumps in the road. It's not a straight and simple route back to the top, but you know, it's not going to be that easy. There's going to be setbacks. It's how we respond to these setbacks that's so important. And Arsene Wenger was was giving an interview a, a while back, and he, there, I saw a quote from it today, which I thought was really really good, where he said that the best the best managers are the ones that, when in crisis, they manage to halt the crisis the soonest. That 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 shows what a good, a good manager is. And yeah, great point. You know, we we we're not. We're talking about three successive home defeats and yeah, it's bad and all that. But I mean, it's still 10 games into the season. You know, if we're at the 20 game mark, if we're at the 16, 17 game mark and we're still languishing down in 14th in the table, then I'd say we've got serious problems. But, you know, you could win two games back to back now and climb right up the table. So I'm not making excuses because we're nowhere near where we need to be. We're not playing well. We haven't been good enough of late. But it, there's just this thing in the Arsenal fan base, isn't there, to overreact to every single situation, whether it's good or bad. We won at Old Trafford. We were Arsenal were back. We were the best thing in the world. We lose at home to Villa the following week and we're the worst team in the world. It's just you've got to find that middle ground sometimes. And I know people get angry and frustrated and I'm one of them. And of late, I've been doing these post-match videos, which I never used to do. And, and I am even seeing it in myself when I watch the reaction from immediately after the game and I compare it to my view the next day it is different everyone's human so you can be forgiven for that but I think it's important that when the dust settles to, to step back and take stock of what's actually going on and trying to identify what the actual issues are 
And then you can make your judgment on whether they're, they're, they're the manager's fault, whether they're the players' fault, whether it's a bit of both and, and so on and so forth. Dan, any chance at all? We always say when we play Spurs that the form book goes out the window um, when it's a derby. I'm kind of clinging on to that. <laughs> um, I'm kind of clinging on to that saying. Any chance at all that we go to Spurs and beat them? Of course there's a chance. I mean, listen, Spurs aren't an amazing team, by the way. They play terrible football. Um, they've got two great players, in my opinion, that will not miss chances. So if we can see chances, we'll probably lose the game because Kane and Sod will bury them. And we've got to make sure that we defend well. I agree with Harry. I think we're going to revert back to a free at the back for this game. And I think that we're going to try and be as more disciplined as we can. I don't see a lot of chances. Um, I think we've got to try and outclass uh, the master, as they call him, in Mourinho. And I'm not so sure that we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to go attacking and go for go for it. Uh, so I think it's going to get to a stage where where it's going to be very difficult. I, I don't see it. I don't see us beating them. But this is the year 2020 and this season is crazy. I looked today and I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to put Jamie Vardy as my triple captain tonight because they got Fulham at home and they lost 2-1. So this is, what, this is what happens in this season. So I look at the situation and don't feel confident. But anything can happen in a game of football. Spurs are top of the league and all this year. Absolutely marvellous. And they've already won the league now with 10, 10 games gone, which is great for them. So congratulations to Tottenham uh, for that. But <laughs> I don't feel personally that uh, it's they are as an exceptional side as people make out. Totally with Roy Keane last night. I just think, you know, Roy Keane was spot on with what he said about Spurs. Um, I still think Liverpool and City are the ones to watch. And I look at the situation with us and I think it's going to be very difficult for us to take three points. But of course we can beat them because anyone can beat anyone in this league. Uh, very difficult though. Very difficult. I yeah, hated Roy oh, Keane. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say I hated Roy Keane as a player, but I love him as a pundit. I think oh, he's, he's the best. TV. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Lee, what would you say to this? One second there, mate. Sorry. <laughs> We're five points off the top four. Give it time. I'm not going to read the next bit out because I don't want to cause ruptions, but you know we're five points off the top four. Yeah, and that's a great point, and I and I will say that. that, that, that and I, I, I listen. I, I've, I've talked to a couple of Spurs fans today. Um, the, the thing is, with Tottenham, Tottenham's football and everything that they're playing at the moment isn't great to watch and all that. But they're so desperate for success, they're prepared to take that at the moment. They're they're, they're desperate for a trophy, so they're prepared to take that. Now, when we 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 play well against um, Man United and play that same sort of style, there's fans saying it's not good enough, and that's the divide that there is at the moment. I think there's a lot more expectation, a lot more uh, frustration through Arsenal fans. Um, they expect a little bit. They expect more. They expect us to not only win. They expect us to win in a certain way, um, and and I, I get that, and I understand that, um, but. I think at the end of the day, you you know, as Harry said earlier on, if you're going to go with what, what Arteta's going, he's looking to, to build the foundation from the back and, and and work forward from there. He hasn't got the players he wants in the, the forward areas. We know that. We know that he hasn't. So, you know, we are only five points off at the moment. I know that we're five points off of that, but then you've got to bring in Manchester City Manchester United who have got a game in hand. And if they win those games in hand, then, then they're going to go more than more than four, five points. But I get the point that, that the man's saying there. And um, I, I think that it's not all doom and gloom at the moment because it is such an inconsistent, as I turned around and said, you know, 
who would have put money on Fulham going to um, going to Leicester today and winning? I certainly wouldn't. So you know, it is an under unpredictable season. I have to say that this season. But you know, this was a chance for Arsenal to really start adding things up. We've lost three games at home against teams that are not going to win the league. Not one of them is going to challenge for the title. None of them. Absolutely. So that's, that's, that is the worry. We've got to get it together. We've got to sort out our home form. But, you know, Tottenham on, on Sunday, I, I agree. It's, it's, you know, a defensive performance. And we've got to play very, very similar to the one we did against Man United. Yeah, this one comes in from uh, Daniel, uh, who runs the channel The Blind Goon. And now, if I know Daniel, this is kind of half a joke um, and half serious. Uh, I've spoken to Daniel on numerous occasions. Um, he's a very funny chap. The blind goon, and he says, I can't see us getting a positive result from the <laughs> <laughs> Um I met Dan Daniel in Dublin. Fairly nice chap. Get over there and subscribe to uh, Daniel's channel, The Blind Gooner. Um, a very, very good channel indeed. Good lad, is Daniel. He's, he's a great lad. Um, very good I, lad. <sighs> this is the first time being an Arsenal fan. I'm afraid of a spanking from Tottenham. I've got to say, I'm petrified um, of a spanking. Hopefully it doesn't happen, um, but I, I'm really, really worried about what they're going to do to us. I, I watched them against Chelsea, uh, even though it was a really poor game. Danny's right. Um, you know, look at them against Manchester United away. Every chance they got at Man United, they buried it. Um, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm worried, and I am worried. But on the flip side of it, it's Arsenal. <laughs> Anything. Um, anything could happen um, but me personally my heart and my head is saying oh, I don't even know if I want to watch it to be honest but I will I will any other business lads please before we uh, call it an evening no it's been, been enjoyable yeah. it's been a bit of good therapy today good therapy therapy mate it's a relief I think so look if you want our tear out that's fine absolutely fine okay perhaps on Twitter, the last couple of weeks, I've been very knee-jerky, very reactionary, um, this, that and the other. I apologise for that. Um, but I will still back him. If you want him out, fine. Absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. Um, let's just not... Let's just not get personal. And, 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 you know, on Twitter, I'm talking about, as a fan base. If someone says they want Arteta out, fine. Um... You know, I, I it's this well, like Russ Cronky yeah. yeah, out I mean, like Russ. <laughs> there's, there's people, there's people, you know, calling me out on this thing about what I said about grooming YouTube channels are grooming negativity. Obviously, one big YouTube channel took took um, offence to it um, and thought it was all about his channel, but it really wasn't just about him. It was about all of the negative ones. Um, if you read the tweet, it says YouTubers, YouTubers, plural. Neg um, grooming negativity. I was upset. And I'll go on YouTube and I'll go on Twitter and it's all negative, 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 negative. I was upset and I said something wrong. I apologise. I'll be the man and I'll come forward and I apologise. Um, if you've got a negative YouTube channel, good luck with it. I hope everything works out for you. Um, what more do you want me to say? Um, Blind Gooner, look at this. Look, he's so good, isn't he? Look. Where is it? Uh, no, not the blind gooner. Sorry, the bearded gooner. So the blind gooner and the bearded gooner. Look, four ninety nine, just blank. There you go, boys. Big Mac. 
What a man. Nice one, Tanner. Uh, what don't a forget. What a man, what a man, what a man. What don't a man, forget, man. you will be able to get the American uh, opinion on all this um, tomorrow night. Uh, live on the channel. Well, it's not tomorrow night. It's tomorrow morning. Uh, 6.30 PST time, half past nine EST time over in America. Thank you very much to you all for coming to us this evening um, and sitting with us and listening to us chat. Over 700 of you um, at one point. Fantastic numbers. Thanks very much indeed. My thanks to Lee Judges. No worries. Really enjoyed that. Very good for it. And good luck. Let's hope we have, look, let's, let's stay positive. Let's try and get the win on um, on Sunday. You know, it's a massive game. But, you know, I get so much stick if we lose that game. So, please, come on, Arsenal. Let's come get on, behind Arsenal. the team. Let's somehow get, get the win. Harry, my thanks to you, mate. Are you doing anything after this? Yeah, 9.30. Just, uh, just uh, doing a... Standard podcast at nine thirty. We're going to be live, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's live yeah. on on YouTube. Just going to try and uh, make sense of uh, of yesterday and what's going on in general. So straight after this, lads, half past nine on the Chronicles of Aguna. Head over there and get onto Harry's channel um, and go and support him. Dan, thank Cheers, you mate. very much, sir. Thank you very much, boys. Enjoyed that uh, Friday night as always. I'll be back seven o'clock on same old Arsenal for a preview show for the North London derby. So please join me over there on Friday night. Absolutely. Join Dan um, Friday night for the team talk. Uh, obviously, you know, it's the big one Sunday. Is it Sunday? Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Uh, is it game Sunday? Sunday at 4.30. 4.30. 4.30. Uh, yeah. Enjoy your Saturday night. Yeah, at least yeah. it's not bloody 7.15. Star, don't. Oh, I can't <laughs> yeah, stand exactly. that 7.15 kickoffs. Well, we uh, keep horrible. losing on it, don't we? We keep we, losing so? them, yeah. And I don't get home till late. It's the big one. Um, the North London derby on Sunday. Arsenal Spurs, um, obviously, at the new bowl. Um, if you can, try and stay positive if you can. Uh, I know it's very hard. We're not used to being... We're not used to being down in the dundrums. Uh, down there, we're, we're used to being up the top. If you can, stay positive, do. Um, until we see you next week, I reiterate... I re- re- I can't even say that word. Reiterate. Reiterate. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Reiterate. Thank you very much, Dan. Um, oh, well done, Dan. Go to the top of the class. Take care of yourselves <laughs> and each other. Until next week, up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.